Hi friends, I'm Molly, your host today, and thanks for joining our Relief from Darkness podcast where we're having conversations with people who've walked out of various hard places in their lives and into freedom. Today, we'll be hearing from Elena and her struggle with anxiety. Elena is a worship leader with her husband at People's Church in Oklahoma City, and she's also an optician. She has two kids named Hope and Drake that keep her on her toes. She loves music, specifically worship, of course. And then she also loves reading, unique eyewear, and hanging out with family and friends. She also carries a passion to see people's lives radically changed by Jesus. friends, I'm Molly and we're here today with our Relief from Darkness crew where we're continuing our conversation where we're exploring how we can really be set free from all of the stuck places in our lives. We're talking anything that's ranging from depression, anxiety, eating disorders, addiction, complex trauma, and then really everything in between. And we really, really do believe that the thought processes that have us in these stuck places can be healed. And as our thought process change, our brains change. And if you can change your brain, you can change your life. So Amen. for this session, we're going to be talking to Elena and her experience with Hi guys. anxiety. So she's here with us. And then we also have our very own brain geek, Dr. Lori Basie. Yes, I'm here. And she'll <laughs> be giving us the brain dump portion and kind of the basic neuroscience that goes in with anxiety. So anxiety is an emotion described as having invading feelings of tension or intrusive worries and concerns. And many times anxiety can cause physical symptoms such as increased blood pressure, rapid heart rate, sweating, dizziness, trembling, and then can also cause sleep disturbances like insomnia or where you're just not able to fall asleep quickly and things like that. So it can be super intrusive if we don't understand what's happening and how to overcome that and walk it out. So with that, mm-hmm. Elena, can you just tell us about your experience with anxiety? Yeah. Um, I would say I've always been a more like tense person. But <laughs> I one thing, though, that really I started struggling with anxiety a lot was um, after last summer I had – two friends, um, and two women that I knew that had lost daughters in car accidents. Mm -hmm. And so I just like, and I was following everything online with like the, um, the healing of one daughter. Um, she had had two daughters in in the accident in the car at the time and one had not made it, one did. And then, um, so I just, as being a mom myself, and being on the road all the time is just like all those like what ifs start going in your brain every time you're driving. And yes. you're, I just started um, realizing, man, I am, I just need to like relax because I was so tense um, with that. And it just started building and to where I was at the point where I was, I'd have to pull over sometimes because I was literally like getting dizzy and feeling like I was going to pass out because oh. I was just like so, you know, and I, I think my, I've always called myself a defensive driver, um, but I was like, so on the defense, it was just like, you know, I'm yeah. putting, I'm putting danger into this because I'm so tense about this and, um, something that I don't even have control over, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and so I, yeah, I was really struggling and I remember just being like, why all of a sudden, because even my husband goes, Elena, you've never been, even when he'd be driving, I was like, 
<laughs> you know, and I was driving him crazy. I was probably causing him anxiety actually. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, he's like, you've never been like this before. And I was like, I know. I just, I think as I looked back, I kind of pinpointed it to that's, if that's when it started is after those accidents had happened and they'd lost their children and just that fear that was crippling me of like being an accident and something happening to one of my kids. Um, it was just, I couldn't handle it, you know? And so, yeah, I, I remember like just crying out to God. Cause I was like, man, I can't, I can't keep doing this. Cause I was literally having to pull over just even driving to work really on roads. And, and I mean, on roads that I drove all the time and it's not like I was in a new place, but if I had to drive somewhere new, it was really, bothering me even worse I was just like I, I yeah yeah so like so in growing up or anything like there wasn't like anxiety before that or well I think for me I I know myself I know my limited I know I can tend to get overwhelmed easily yeah um so I am learning still today about how to lead myself well in that of just not over scheduling myself learning where to say no, things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. So I can give my best yeses um, because I just know that I can get overwhelmed with a busy schedule to where then I just want to, oh, forget it all. I'm just going to stay home and not do anything. You know what I'm saying? Like you just get to that point where you're just like, I can't do this. And and I don't ever want to get to the point where even with good things in ministry where you are trying to do more than your own part to where you are so overwhelmed that you just leave it all together. And I, I've seen people do that over and over, um, to where they just get, it's, we call it ministry burnout, Yeah, you know, and they just get burned out and then they don't, they leave like the church completely instead of just learning how to lead themselves well. And so watching that, like, I just tried to really be mindful of that, Yeah, you know, knowing that I can tend to get overwhelmed easily. And so just learning where the best yeses are for me yeah. to say yes to. So, um, so yeah, I've always kind of dealt with that because I'm like a people person. I love to be doing I, like with people. I love to be mm-hmm. with them. Um, but it's like, I have to, and, and I have a hard time saying no. <laughs> <laughs> um, cause I will tend to start doing things cause I don't want to say no to somebody else that might even be putting, me in a place where I don't need to be, you know, or my family or whatever, because I don't want to disappoint somebody else or, you know, things like that. So, um, that can tend to, I just start to get so overwhelmed with everything that I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I just want to shut down, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I've kind of felt like I've always struggled. Like, can you be a people person and love to be around people so much, but then like also, I don't know. I guess, yeah, you just need to, to take time to step away. And yeah, absolutely. Sabbath. So, <laughs> Dr. Lori, <laughs> can you give us the brain dump on anxiety? Yeah, I think it's really going to be important to do the CPR of anxiety today. And so CPR is let's take all of these topics and let's CPR them. And so if we see a crisis, then the thing that we can do is we're going throughout the day. If you saw somebody who had a constricted airway or who wasn't uh, breathing and lying on the floor and their heart wasn't pounding, then you know to do CPR. And so when we see things like anxiety or depression or the things that our society is plagued with, we can also do CPR. But CPR in this stance or in this instance actually stands for connection and the psychoeducation 
and the routine. And so that's what I want to unpack just for a second in anxiety. And we'll, we'll talk about some specifics with what Elena described, but I want to just give a, a big broad overview of this because our society has shifted and we've gone from two out of 10 to now four out of 10 that are ex- exhibiting anxiety or anxious thoughts and some mm-hmm. some depression. And so mm-hmm. in the middle of all of the things that we're experiencing and trying to manage on a day-to-day basis or even multitask, it's just not working. And so four out of 10 are reporting signs of anxiety and depression to the point where it could be clinical as well as that's the number one kind of mental health crisis in our society. Mm -hmm. And so if we think about what we're thinking about, I think that's where it really needs to start. And I love to think about if I'm crazy or if my thoughts are cray-cray, then I really don't know because what, what do I have to bounce that off of? And so starting with connection. And so Elena described that she's driving and sometimes she has to pull over or when her husband's in the car whether he's driving or she's driving and then she's doing all of this stuff and it's making everybody else anxious. And so unless we're connected with people, the only thing that's worse than being a big, hot, dysfunctional mess is being a big, hot, dysfunctional mess in denial. And so when (laughs) she connected with her husband, he's like, what's up? And so we have to think about what's the grid and our grid in America. What if that's not the scale for kingdom culture? And in kingdom culture, it's really clear about what Jesus says that we're allowed to think about things that are pure and praiseworthy and noble and just. And so when we read the headlines, when we know people, really serious, hard things happen in our society today, like she described the death of uh, some of her friend's kids. I mean, this is serious. Yeah. But if if we try to take that on and if we try to personalize and internalize and then protect ourselves from that thing happening, She doesn't have the grace to go through that where God's given her friend the grace to go through that. He said he'll be with us always. And Mm -hmm. so if we try to start to unpack what we would do, if we're not connected with with God to then pray for them and then ask him to protect us and leave it there, if we try to implement things or we start start to rehearse things in our mind, which brings us from connection to psychoeducation, then we start to have those anxious thoughts. Mm -hmm. And if we have anxious thoughts then literally whatever we focus on, what we allow into our eyes or into our ears or what we think about, it literally is shaping our brain. So I think about somebody with clay on a potter's wheel and as they put pressure here or there, it actually shapes the clay and it forms something. And so the things that we are thinking about are literally hardwiring our brain for anxiety and the stress response. And when we think about those things, then it releases chemicals inside of our body. So let's just say if there's something that's happened in the past and I haven't healed through it, Mm -hmm. or if there's something that's happened to one of my friends that I don't have the grace to go through, that every time we think about that negative event, then our body produces the exact same chemicals in the body as when it happened or as if it's happened. And so if we are fearful Mm -hmm. of somebody dying, every time we rehearse that thing in our head, then our body is producing those chemicals. And so that means that we actually live in, live in a situation or we relive something again and again and again. And in the middle of the psychoeducation of that, I can tell that I need to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. Let me just read a few things that talk about if 
if we have anxiety or not. And, and as a as an occupational therapist, I have an anxiety scale, but I really just like this check sheet. So let me ask you guys a few questions. The first one is, do you live in hope and joy and peace and you don't ruminate? So in other words, you're not thinking over and over about what could happen. What do we really trust Jesus to protect us in things that we can't control anyway? And so in the middle of the story that she was talking about, actually control is just an illusion. And the next thing is that, and I think about, as she mentioned in ministry or with missionaries or with the things that we do as followers of Christ, the impossible seems reasonable for the achievement of the kingdom. And so what overshadows us is going to overshadow every environment. So if Elaine is thinking about driving and I'm stressed out and I have to protect, then that's what's going to overshadow the environment every time they get into the, into the car. And so we know that we can't protect, we can do our part. It's our part other people's part and God's part. And so if she's a careful driver, but when she starts getting to the point where she has to pull over or she's ruminating or thinking about what would it be like if I went through this? Well, we don't know. And we don't have the grace to go through it Mm -hmm. unless we actually are going through it. And then Jesus helps us. And then the other is that we're we're thankful and we believe in others. We give them the benefit of the doubt. So I think we're in a society where the psychoeducation, the things that we think about are actually stirring up the stress response in our body that's producing the chemicals that are as if it's happening or it's if it's already happened and been resolved, then we're thinking about it over and over and we're reliving that in our body. And so from the psychoeducation standpoint, we just can't do that. And so what our routine needs to look like is we need to rest. We need to say, let our yes be yes and our no be no. We can say no to a lot of things in our culture. There's so many opportunities and so many things that if we're overtaxed, if we don't have good sleep hygiene, if we don't have a good schedule, uh, it just makes it really, really too difficult. And then we know research shows that we think we can multitask and be doing a bunch of things at at different times, but really we're, we're not able to. So with the routine, it's going to be really important what we discipline our mind to think about, knowing that if we don't discipline our mind to think about things that are pure and praiseworthy and noble and right and just, then we're actually going to be shaping our brain and wiring our brain to be anxious. And then when we're in environments with our kids or with our spouse or with our friends or every environment that we go into, what's overshadowing us is going to overshadow that environment. And so the CPR of anxiety, I think, is really, really important for the society and the culture that we're living in today. And and isn't there, Lori, isn't there like something that or statistics on what, like how much of the percent of the things that we actually worry about come to pass? Yeah, or, that's really good. Like, they say, statistically speaking, 92% of the things that we worry about actually don't come to pass. And the 8% that actually do come to pass they're not as bad as what it seemed when we were worrying about it. And then yeah. again, that could be the grace that God <laughs> yeah. gives us to yeah. go through. So the so the thing or the the saying that I like to say is the thoughts that we think today build the brain that we'll wake up with tomorrow. That's good. That's good. That's really that was bad. a good one, That's Lori. Really good. Right there. <laughs> yeah. Right now. I said write that. that one down. Yes. <laughs> you want to hear it one more time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me tell you. The thoughts you think today. Build the brain that you wake up with tomorrow. We need that on like a bumper mm-hmm. sticker. Mm-hmm. 
On your car. Or something. Yes. <laughs> and on Elena's car. Elena's yeah. Car. That's true. So that could be a parting gift. And yeah. if that was so dictating your every, if we can just like think about the anxiety or those kind of thoughts. I mean, mm-hmm. you're driving to work and you're pulling over, yeah. like just the amount of control or how it affects Mm-hmm. Your everyday like that is insane. Yeah, I know. I love Lori that you shared that verse. Um, that's Philippians four eight. That whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's mm-hmm. lovely, whatever's admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on such things. Because that is definitely one that I would remind myself of mm-hmm. once when I start like battling that. Uh-huh. Like because it is a battle. It's a battle in your brain, a battle of your mind. It's mm-hmm. a spiritual battle, right? Yeah. Um, and so. Yeah, for me, like, that's what I totally had to start doing is battling um, while I'm in the car. Because I was like, fear is not going to win. It -hmm. is not going to keep me from, you know, doing my calling and and being and doing what God has called me to do. Like, I am not going to let it win. I'm not going to be just staying at home and never driving anywhere. You know, it's like, no, that's not going to win. Like, I am going to get through this. The Lord is going to get me through this. But anyway, um, so how did he do it? Yeah. Like, what did, what did he show you or what did he reveal to you, Jesus, yeah. through all of this? Yeah. So what I started doing is um, when I'd start to s- start feeling that way in the car, I'd start worshiping. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd turn on some worship music and I would I took the focus off of myself and put my eyes on Jesus. And I would, I would, you know, not just worship, but in prayer, I would be saying, okay, who is God? Like, let me think on things that are lovely and true. That's who God is and what he has done. And so I just would start, oh, and I have to share this first too. I love this one. Um, So it's Romans 8, 6. Um, It says, the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. Mm. It's like, I knew when I was feeling that anxiety, I wasn't living life in the spirit and I wasn't living life to the fullest. You know, I was trying, I was getting up all in my own flesh instead of letting the spirit work through me. Right. And so just like turning my mind back to that and remembering that like to, this is another thing. Like in Isaiah talks about how Christ died for that piece. Mm-hmm. Like that piece is mine. Like he won that piece for me. And so it's like, I don't have to live in this anxiety. I don't have to. So I started, I would say things like here, I, I actually like listed some of that because these are some of the things I just, I'd be like, okay, God, you are protector and provider. You're my strength. You're my helper. You're all powerful. Nothing can defeat you. You're all knowing, you know, nothing surprises you. Um, you've equipped me for any and every situation because I'm in you. You're in me. Yeah. Um, like, you're my peace. I don't have to fear. You'll never leave me. You're always with me. Like I just started speaking scripture basically of who God is and who he says he is and who he is to me. And so I was doing that constantly, um, just in prayer and in worship while the whole time I drive to, to work. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, and I would get to work just fine. Right. Yes. <laughs> uh, or anytime I was like driving and things like that. So, but one time I had this appointment and it was, um, probably like the beginning of this year sometime. And uh, it was down in a place where I was going for the first time. And um, I was, so I'd never driven in this area. So I was kind of anxious even before I left the house. And I was just praying. But on my way home, I was just like really, I broke down. I was like, God, I'm so tired of this. Mm-hmm. I'm so tired of, of living like this. Even just half, I was getting tired of even just battling. It's like, I don't want to have to deal with it. And I, I know like, I mean, for me, I, I know God doesn't always, um, some things you'll keep battling. 
some things may be a struggle for you always, but this was one thing I just cried out to God for complete healing on, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And so that's what I did. I was like, I just was in tears driving. I was like, God, just please, in the name of Jesus, I am healed. I am healed, you know, and I'm not going to be dealing with this anymore. And honestly, I, like, I've maybe been, I have not had that kind of anxiety in the car since then. Like, (sighs) he completely healed me from that. Like, I um, have not had to pull over. I haven't felt like I was going to pass out. Like, none of that. So Mm -hmm. I haven't been dizzy, like, since that time. And um, because I don't know, sometimes... I don't know if you guys like this, but sometimes I have the hardest time praying for healing in myself than I do others. Yeah. Um, almost like, oh, they have, you know, something they need healed from more. So like maybe I don't deserve it or I don't, um, I don't know, mine's too small of something to even ask for healing. And uh, I'm like, no, that's the lie of the enemy. Like I'm a child of God. Like he wants to bring healing to me. Yeah. You know, and just accepting that and um, just letting him heal me and having that faith that he can. And I think I always knew that he could heal me. It's more of a does he, does he want to? Like, and will he? Yes. And the answer is, does he want to? Absolutely, yes. He wants his children to walk in freedom. And I want to walk in freedom. Like, I am free in Christ Jesus. Like, it's already been paid for for me. And so just remembering that. But uh, and it's like this, like I was just thinking about this the other day of how much of the healing, especially whenever we're talking about brain things, mm-hmm. is just or are stuck places like that with anxiety or depression or whatever it will be, like how much of it is correlated directly to what we'll receive. Yeah. From him. Like yeah. That like, are we ready to receive that he did it all? Are we mm-hmm. ready to lay it down and just accept the fact that we are free? Yeah, and just believe that. And yeah, like instead of putting on like in our brains or the scriptures, like we recite the scriptures and we worship until we believe it, yeah, until we can receive it and just say, you know what, like I am free, I yeah. am righteous, I am holy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> you um i'd love to share some of the other scriptures yeah if that's okay do. that i just really lean into so this may be for you today whoever's listening um go find these in your bible and highlight them and memorize them but um <laughs> so i did share romans 8 6 about the mind governed by the flesh is death but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace um also isaiah 26 3 you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you all whose thoughts are fixed on you and that's what i had to keep going back to is fixing my mind on jesus it reminds me of that old hymn do you guys ever turn your eyes upon jesus Mm -hmm. do you remember that one yes Yes. and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace and it's like it's so true and i can't tell you how many times i actually even sang (laughs) that in the car as i was driving but um also, that one where I was talking about where Christ bought our peace for us on the cross, that's in Isaiah 53, 5. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. Uh, so that one's – and then just the remembering um, John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come – this is Jesus talking – I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. 
you know, and that's where I was talking about living life to the fullest, not operating in my flesh and my own strength, but, you know, living in the spirit. So, yes. Yeah. So good. Dr. Lori, do you have anything to add? Or if you could just give like one takeaway for listeners, what would that be? I love what she said that it was just a choice. So can you imagine her driving to work and her thinking about all the things that could happen to her kids or whoever, and then all those chemicals are released in her body and she goes into work. And so if we're in fight, flight, or freeze, if we get ourselves worked up, sometimes it could take 72 hours for that thing to settle down. And then Mm -hmm. so then we're not sure why we have the stomach ache, the neck ache, the headache, we're a hot mess. Somebody says something and we just explode. And so I see so many people all of the time that say, I just don't know how I got this way. And mm-hmm. so it's it, it's long-term, over time, we've not disciplined our mind to do what we're supposed to do. In, in, the, in the Bible, we see in, in John and Solomon and different, different authors have said that we really need to fear the Lord and do what he says to do. And so the fear of the Lord is actually the pressure, the godly pressure to do what he said to do, not because he wants to suck all of our joy and our fun, but actually he knows what's dangerous for us and, or not. And we don't think about our mind. So every single thing that we think about, either we could focus on God, she could focus on worship or on scripture, and she could do that on the way to work and then see how her body responds. This would be a great experiment. Or she could think about what if I die in a car accident or when my kids are in the car or what if what I have to protect all these things I'm not supposed to protect. Yeah. And then we could see what's actually released the stress hormones in her body and then see long-term over time what that looks like. And so we've seen experience experiments done with this. If you think about, you know, my favorite candy are those marshmallow peeps. Oh my gosh. I would eat those day in and day out. And so let's just say my diet for the next month consists of ice cream and marshmallow peeps and a Big Mac versus salads. And so by the end of the month, I'm going to feel totally different eating Big Macs, ice cream, and marshmallow peeps throughout the day versus if I would eat salad and and then and not even to mention exercise. And so we know that physically what we put into our body then can have direct direct ramifications for how we look and how we feel yeah. and what jiggles and what won't jiggle. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Yeah. yeah. But we don't think about that with our mind. And so if I think about what if, what if, what if, what if, now that we know that 92% of the what ifs isn't going to happen and it won't be as bad because God will give us the grace to go through. Mm-hmm. And we can't think about what other people are going through. That's what's so dangerous about the news and trauma yes. and the horror that's happening in the world. Oh no, what if that would happen to me and how would I respond? And I don't think I could get through it and, and all of that. And so I think we need to think about that every day we have a choice and actually every moment we have a choice about what am I going to think about? Just like what goes into my mouth. And sometimes the allure of peeps, oh my gosh, it would be so much better than a piece of lettuce, but there'll be such consequences if that's all that goes into my mouth. And so I think Mm -hmm. we have to think about literally shaping our brain like that with anxiety. Yeah. And there was a, um, like I heard someone talking and they said, if you picture anxiety, like, uh, if you get a new dog Uh and you put this dog in your backyard and there's no fences and there's nothing and it can just run around or do whatever. If this dog has been experienced any form of anxiety or abuse or whatever the thing is, and it will just cower 
Like the dog would just cower and be in fear and not knowing who's coming in the yard or if there's cars everywhere. But whenever you put those fences up and the dog explores the parameter of uh-huh. that, then suddenly after some time, then the dog knows that that's a safe place. That is so and good. And so they think about those fence posts as like the Philippians yeah. of what you're allowed to think about. That mm-hmm. that's you putting up those yeah, fences of actually mind. that there's yeah. more freedom. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like the dog has now more freedom in the safety to do whatever they want to do in the yard, jump up and down and play safely and play mm-hmm. fetch and run without the fear of things coming in. And so they had just kind of said like to think about anxiety like that Yeah. of when you let your mind go, it's like you've taken those fence posts down and anything's allowed to come in and attack or scare or whatever. Yeah. But when you put those up, then there's freedom to operate and how you were made to operate. Yeah, let go so play good. in the yard yeah. with everything that God has made you go jump on the trampoline without the fear or do whatever you know, you're created to do. I love that. So Elena, if you could give um, one takeaway for the listeners, what would that be? Yeah, definitely to just not let fear win to Mm -hmm. hold you back from being who God has called you to be. And, and that, you know, getting our eyes on Jesus and, and getting our eyes on Jesus is really like saying, get our minds on Jesus. Uh Right. Yeah. I mean, um, I think, yeah, that would definitely be it get the focus on the creator and um the savior of the world yeah you know know, molly i think we should do something on this podcast that we've never done before elena is a beautiful worship leader and worship really has made a difference to her and as she was in the car she described listening to worship music and so i want to ask her if she'll just sing turn your eyes upon jesus for us just a just a little portion of that. And as she sings that over you, I just want to pray that you'll radically encounter the peace of the living Christ and that greater is he in you than any anxiety or any circumstance in the world. And that you will feel just for a minute what it feels like to just breathe in and breathe out the Savior and allow him to saturate you with peace right now. Elena, will you do that? Absolutely. Okay, y'all. You're in my car driving with me right now. (laughs) This is one of them that I would sing. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look for in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Oh, it's beautiful. Lena, just go ahead and pray. Pray over them. God, we thank you for this time. We thank you, Lord, that you are our protector. You are our provider. You say you will never leave us. You will always be with us. And you place your own spirit inside of us. So we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. God, I thank you that you've equipped us with everything that we need, Lord, everything. You haven't left one thing out. 
So God, I just thank you. I praise you that we don't have to walk through life on our own. We don't have to walk through life with anxiety and fear, God, but we can walk through life full of your Holy Spirit, God, guiding us, leading us, and filling us every single day so we can live life to the fullest. So God, I pray over each person who's listening today. God, will you help them to replace those thoughts that are causing anxiety and fear with your word, your truth, God, things that are lovely and pure, God, so that they can walk with you in you, God, and in the spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening to our Relief from Darkness podcast. If you would like more information or are looking for more resources to help overcome the topics we've discussed here, please visit the No Boundaries International website at www.nbint.org, where we have a free e-course titled Journey of Restoration. And be sure to please leave us any comments or reviews as this will help get our content out to more listeners. We're praying for you guys and we will see you next time.